All right, Nick, it is a uh, Wednesday evening, which means um, it's your turn to open the show. What's That's what it means. Wednesday. It's the only thing uh, that Wednesday We're going to listen to. I'm really excited to uh, that uh, King Crimson has added their catalog to streaming services. Woo! And uh, the three of us back in College Park performed a particular song that I would like to listen to now called Three of a Pair of Pair. Got it. love that song I, that was, I, in retrospect it kind of i'm kind of shocked that we were able to pull that off yeah but hey we, yeah, kicked was, we did we did we did a good job with that one <laughs> yeah, how are you guys this week doing good. great good man oh good. man excellent loving it crimson's on their like 50th anniversary tour Woo. i know i know yeah. i heard about this beautiful they're playing the, the they're playing the greek out here and i'm it's gonna be like a last minute thing if there's tickets what is that lineup like nowadays it's it's like a whole it's a who's who. Frippin' Baloo you know. and... Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's uh, Tony Levin. I think they have three drummers right now. <laughs> nice. They're doing something. It's, cra- it's like totally... It's, you know... It's bad. It's bonkers. I still have the, um, uh, the ticket stub from going to see King, Crim- King Crimson at the 930 Club on my birthday. 930 Club. Badass, yeah. man. That was a fun night. Awesome show. Remember wow. all the old guys? <laughs> <laughs> the ones on stage or the ones on the... No, no. <laughs> The ones looking at us saying, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of enjoyable nights, uh, you are tuned in to uh, You Should Check It Out, um, our weekly podcast about music and such. And uh, my name's Jay. And I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. And uh, yeah, each week we just talk about some music and whatever we have on our minds. So Nick, what's on your mind? So I saw a, a jury trial decision come down this week and it caught my eye uh Katy perry just lost a copyright lawsuit for her song dark horse to a rapper named flame for his song called joyful noise and the headlines all of the headlines were like this is terrible so obviously i had to click it because clickbait works um <laughs> and read through it and you know it's like, okay, got to check this out. And then I saw a video, this this video breakdown, which we'll put in the show notes, and where they actually play the song. And not only that, but kind of show every, uh, you know, 16 other songs that use the exact same phrasing. Yeah. And it really got me thinking, like, this, this, is, uh, this is actually something I kind of see a lot in the tech world with, like, patent trolls and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that I can think of a case that was won by the person suing. There's obviously the recent, like, Led Zeppelin one, but... Um, well, usually the uh, usually guys... the uh, the goal is to just get the artist to the rich organization or entity to, to pay a, to pay a settlement yeah. to pay a settlement yeah. or, or licensing fee. Yeah, 
yeah, I wanted to I wanted to get you guys' thoughts. Obviously, Perry was felt like she was clearly in the right here, so she decided to go forward with it um, <laughs> and not succumb to some random rapper saying, "Hey, that six uh, Actually, yeah. do you have? Can you have audio clips that you could? I, I do could play. Could could we could we hear? You know, I had heard about this before you shared that article with us. I had kind of perused it, but I didn't really. It didn't soak in, and I, I just kind of thought it's it's a little bit like the Mueller report. You know, like if you <laughs> if you didn't read it, and you're just right. relying off of the media's hot take on it, you might not think that there's a there there. But whenever you share that YouTube clip. Um, you know, it was a pretty smart musician who broke it down and, and just pointed out how ludicrous this whole thing is. And once you actually mm -hmm. hear the clips, yeah, uh, mm -hmm. the two parts are just... Yeah, I agree. Did you have the clips? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I just pulled the little section in question here, and it's just... Do you want to hear Katy Perry first? Uh, I, I, let's, yeah. let's hear, yeah, let's hear, let's hear Joyful Noise first, since that Joyful was the okay. preceded it. The yeah. plaintiff, All right, if you will. Good. All right, everybody listen up. Yes, yes, we do. Okay, so it's nice a very simple hip hop there. beat. Yeah, nothing to it. Descending eight-note phrase. It's a nice right? little earworm, right? Right. Uh, and here is the offending section from the defendant, the defendant yeah. um, mm -hmm. Miss Katy Perry. Now I would have played more of that clip, but I was afraid I was going to get sued. So. Sure. No, actually, that's 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 literally as long as that section of the song is, and I think it appears twice sure. or three times. Right. Yeah. So you've got an, you've got eight notes, or you've got eight beats that are played, three notes total. Right. Right. Um, how in living God? Not even the same uh, key. We're gonna right? go to we're gonna go to our professional musician Greg. Greg, how in God's <laughs> name? I, I don't know. I'm just kidding. What, what were your thoughts? What were your thoughts, guys? Oh, I mean, I, I don't know. It's um. It's it's a, such a difficult thing to know what is you know intellectual property or whether it's just, I mean, I, look, the similarities are you know pretty obvious. Okay. But there's so many. Uh, it's such a slippery slope. Because did you watch the you know, video? How many saw? No, I did not watch the video. You should but, have watched uh, the fucking video. <laughs> well, no, no, this no, is this I'm is good. This sorry. is me. Because no, we have I mean, I, we have no, trained I mean, ears it, here sitting here listening to yeah, yeah without without the spin. On I'm it. not denying that it's clearly like you, you know it's obviously a ripoff. You know oh, what I mean? obviously a ripoff. Like really, well, I was with you I on they I mean, sound very similar, but yeah, obviously there's a three there's three notes being played. It's just a descending. How is that encompassed like a ripoff of a song? That's not even the hook of the song. Right, right. No, but I mean, the similarities are very, very clear, you know? I guess what, I, what I'm saying is there are certain phrases in musical genres that I think get kind of into the, um, they get deep into the soup of whatever's happening at that time. Right. And you know right. what I mean? And it's, what the thing that struck me is mostly just the boom, 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 boom you know? It's that bass line underneath it quarter, that quarter just notes. stays the same. Yeah, but it just... It doesn't move. Right. It's like the way that it's anchored. Uh. 
because the melody is a little different, but it's still, I guess, so one of them is bum, 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 right? And then the other one's dun, 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 dun. No, they're all quarter notes. Which, It might have just been a weird echo or something like that. Hey, Jade, do you happen to have the Art of Noise clip? Oh, the original? No, no, I don't. Is it a sample? I just feel like in hip-hop and different, you know. it was not a sample, but the the article that Nick shared said that there was a sample from a 1984 Art of Noise song that mm-hmm. a lot of hip-hop artists have either sampled or emulated. And the fire track is clearly emulated from that sound, but it's not a sample. It's played on a keyboard. All right. And the right. same okay. same right. goes for the Katy Perry part. It's in a different mm-hmm. key. Uh, it is yeah. the same rhythm, more or less, but it's a different sound. It's not a sample. Like, it's not... I yeah, can understand okay. where if, if it was the exact same sample taken, I don't know if Fire would have the right to sue Katy Perry over that. But right. if it, the, they're being played by different instruments, they sound different. There's like a, there's a legato, there's a portamento, like that keyboard setting where it slides between the notes on the one. And mm-hmm. like, I, I'm just, I'm with, you know, Nick, that this is kind of a slippery slope thing. Like, you can't oh, no, copyright no, that's, a that's, fucking musical phrase. No, that's right? what I'm saying, though, is that, like, I mean, there, yeah, sure, there's similarities. Like, it's it's pretty obvious, but I don't know if that necessarily Katy Perry should be, like, sued for it. Okay. That's okay. just kind of the way things go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Led Zeppelin mm-hmm. ripped off all these people, you know, and, and like, they're coming for their for their royalties, you know, and but really the people that they ripped off are, like, these old dead blues guys, like, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, like really, I mean, you ever heard the original whole lot of love? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, it's crazy. There's, there's more than that too. Like the lemon song. I mean, it's just straight gallows right. pole is a strip, a straight ripoff. But I think the concern was that it's stemming from this, from the what's the Robin Thicke song, and oh, the yeah. Marvin Gaye Lord lines sued, with, sued yeah. them. Lord lines, and I don't know if you you, you heard for, like, those two, Gaye song. those two songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. I mean, they're similar, but yeah. it's not a sample. It's just a right. feel. And I remember hearing about whenever that decision came down, there was a lot of people that were very upset that oh, it's going to turn into kind of a, a patent wars thing. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. You know? is that like, and that's, once, yeah, exactly. This, that's my these concern. cases get one. Yeah, no, it is a concern for sure. You know, everybody who has, oh, and- I have a drum solo in my song. This song has a drum solo. It's the same thing. I'm right. suing for damages. That snare sounds exactly like my snare. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> totally stole my snare sound. Yeah, that's the thing that, yeah. it's it, And also, the. I mean, you can tell in most of these circumstances, the artist obviously wouldn't have decided to go ahead and go to trial if they thought there was a chance in hell they lost. So it's really going to push artists to kind of go ahead and just, you know, add a co-writer and share the royalties. Yeah, and yeah. That's just, that, I mean, that's the last thing the music industry needs right now is, mm. is like freaking a bunch of, you know, people coming after anybody who has a su- successful song just to try to get a piece of that pie. For sure. It well, sucks. You, you, you could even have a successful song and you can't even get, and you might not even get paid that much. Right. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, so it might not even be a big pie. I know, right? Because streaming services pay so little, which is a great yeah. segue. <laughs> it it yeah, is. Yeah. That's a fantastic segue. Greg. Mm. Uh, let us know that uh, a certain favorite band of ours is now available on the Spotify's. Yeah, so so King Crimson too, huh? I've been hearing that that's what's going to happen. With Back their in stuff. June, yeah. Okay, Back cool. Back in June, yeah. Right on. Because um, that, yeah, that was the case for a long time. But their sort of disciples tool announced. <laughs> 
Well, Maynard, uh, their singer, went on the Joe Rogan podcast and announced that they were going to release their entire um, discography for online streaming, uh, along with uh, announcing their new album at the end of August, which was 13 years. 13 years? In the wow. making, you guys. Wow. There's actually a pretty cool uh, Have article. they been working on it this long? Not necessarily. They haven't um, been playing together, right? Yeah. I mean, they've done like, they did a lot of touring after the last one, I think. And then they all kind of did, mm-hmm. went off and did side projects. I'm yeah, so glad you shared this. this. I'm so pumped. Oh, yeah, dude. And, um, you know, they, they they take it pretty seriously. I mean, from what I've read, you know, they're just like, look, we're, we're going to do it our way. Like, we don't care what, you know, we're not going f- to come to any pressure. Hell yeah. And the thing mm-hmm. is that they have their own label, which they did early on. I believe mm-hmm. this is the case. And then um, that's how they were able to sort of command when they would be available for streaming in the first place because they weren't affiliated with some major music group that, that just gave everything their to Spotify. Catalog. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. so that's why they were able to resist. And the same case with King Crimson. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, you know, I think it was kind of frustrating as fans to, you know, because I definitely sometimes would, you know, maybe be out on a run or something, be like, you know what I want to hear right now? I want to hear Anima by Tool. And I would, I would forget. And I couldn't do you it. You put in Tool and it's just like, Tool sound like playlist, you know, from yeah, Joe right. Schmo. Yo, so they actually, today is August uh, 7th and they just released 7th. their, uh, yeah, they just released their single for the new album today. And I asked Jay to load up a clip if he has it. So we can all kind of check it out a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, fear inoculum is. I mean, it's it, it's it's like ten minutes long, so you're not gonna, you're not really getting a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, it's also brought out some haters, you know, that are like, oh, I never really liked them. And it's fine. <laughs> you, know, you don't have to like them. So. But I mean, talk about someone who's like owned the, the the music industry since day one because they just put out all their albums on streaming, right? And they're all like number one on iTunes. I heard about that. Isn't that great? Awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And it's like... and. Apparently, they, it, w- it wasn't even like they were trying to be stubborn. They just kind of were like, no, we don't need to. You know, like we'd rather, yeah. you know, kind of do it our way. Yeah. We don't care what everybody else is doing. Uh, the The downside of, of waiting 13 years to put out a new single, a new album, 
is that there's so much pressure yeah for it to be interesting and to be as adventurous and to be as out there and everything and and i have to be honest whenever i first turned it on you know after you get past the initial kind of it, there's a long build-up that i really enjoyed i really liked the atmospheric build-up at the beginning of the song um, and i loved how they took their time with it and i love that it's a 10 minute single but then once it gets into it like it sounds just like you know an old tool, tool record <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I mean, that's and, what and, they do. And my first reaction, my first reaction was like, "Oh man, it's like, like even the guitar tones are exactly the same." And and then like yeah. five seconds later, I'm like, "Hell yeah, right. <laughs> motherfucking tool!" I yes. Mean, <laughs> oh wait, never mind. This does yeah. rock. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, how many imitators have they had oh, along God. the way too? Yeah. It's not that easy to get those mm-hmm. tones for sure, and to write those parts. Like everyone thinks it's easy. They make it look easy, <laughs> but it's not, man. That shit is. I hard. tried turning my snare off, but it just doesn't sound. <laughs> <the same. laughs> yeah, for sure, man. Nice try, man. And Maynard <laughs> sounds great. I love his voice. Oh his. yeah, yeah. So. So I was going to mention, though, this real quick. There was this article that was like 13 amazing things that took less time than tools. (laughs) (laughs) And like the first thing is clickbait. The first thing is everything the Beatles ever wrote, (laughs) which only took eight years. (laughs) (laughs) And then like another one is like airing all 201 episodes of The Office (laughs) that only took eight years. You know? Awesome. So yeah, it's like it's been a while. <laughs> well, hey, that's one of the few it bands that that I will wait that long for and know that the re, you know the wait will be worth it. Unlike I don't know Guns and Roses, for example. Right. You know, that's a <laughs> that's a fair comparison. You know, hmm. and yeah. and the thing is, man, like, look, uh, that's one of the things that I genuinely love about Tool is that is they're very human and they're not like they never wanted to be in this like kind of uh, factory. Mm-hmm. That's like, yo, you you know, like people mm-hmm. expect it. You know what I mean? Like you have to crank another one out. And they're, yeah, yeah you got to respect the shit out of them because they're so intelligent and and honest about yeah. kind of like their process. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and patient, um, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. just not willing to compromise the quality. I, I, I get what you're saying because I felt that way about their last album, kind of like this sort of not disappointment, but just kind of like, well, I was, I was kind of hoping for something that was like, unlike anything i'd ever heard you know yeah but at the end of the day i mean they've they've got their sound and if they just keep doing that i'm fine with it you know what i mean like that's you know they don't have to do anything they don't have to make another album at all right right you know so the fact that they did at all i think is just it just kind of reminds me it's like we're we're lucky you know when these like artists absolutely it does you know does make do something and it does make it feel more like impactful you know i know a lot of people are talking about this album a lot of people are interested mm-hmm. in it. so oh and one more thing oh is like they've always been known for the packaging oh, and i guess this one's going to come out <laughs> each copy has like an hd screen and a speaker <laughs> built into it did you hear about that Nick? really <laughs> yeah oh no. god i love yeah. it yeah <laughs> yeah dude as a two-inch speaker, it, what does it start at? It was like I don't know, man. I think it might just be a limited edition, and it might yeah, be, yeah. yeah, it might cost like a hundred bucks. But I, yeah. I, th- th- I'm totally speculating. That's how far I have no but, idea. It might be twenty. That's how far down the stock value of CDs has gone. You actually have to include a an actual HD video monitor <laughs> along with yeah. the purchase of the CD. Video, <laughs> how wild included. is that? And uh, it mentioned in the article that uh, just interesting uh, tangent is that. The, there's a lady who helps them with their pack, the packaging of the last couple of 
albums that they've done, which is always like mind blowing. And uh, it's actually Buzz Osborne's wife, Buzz Osborne from the Melvins. Really? You guys are fans wow. of the Melvins. Oh, yeah. Wow. So yeah, you know, just interesting kind of who's in their scene, who's in that world. Right on. You yeah. know, kind of. The Melvins. Um, that would really uh, that would really suck if the speaker that that was included like couldn't get any of the bass tone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially because it's it, that's one of the things that I noticed first about this new single is how sick the bass yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like real growly. And that's such a anyway. like a weird like I don't know late '90s promotional gimmick to like in, you know, I know. <laughs> here's a special know. media player along and with your pack. Yeah, it's mm. just gonna sound like Danny Carey's hitting like cardboard boxes. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> It's going to sound like St. Anger. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of anger, my uh, <laughs> my uh, topic this week, I wanted to talk about uh, Woodstock 50, the concert oh, that wow. is now no more. And, yeah. and I don't know about Both. you guys, but I hadn't even heard about Woodstock 50 until <laughs> the article that I read saying that it was moved to Meriwether Post and then, and then canc- mm-hmm. eventually canceled. I hadn't heard a thing about it. I'd heard about the Woodstock anniversary coming up right. um, and seen a bunch of retrospective articles and stuff like that, but I don't know. But Michael Lang, the one of the organizers mm-hmm. of the original Woodstock concert, and also the guy who did Woodstock 94, 94 and 94, um, yep. the um, eventful Woodstock 99, mm-hmm. and I think there was another Woodstock. That was the one mm-hmm. with the riots? Was Woodstock 99 the one with the 99, yeah. Rioting? But Limp, Limp Bizkit. Yeah. No, yeah, I wasn't even. I didn't want to dignify it by saying the name of the. Yeah, I'm <laughs> the band whose name shall not be spoken. It's just not worth the energy. Right. Yeah, so he, yeah. he he decided to put it, to to pull it off again, or to try to pull it off again in the, on the 50th anniversary. And he the original plan was he was telling people like Beyonce and Bruce Springsteen and and the biggest mm-hmm. names in the industry, hey, we're gonna have 150 people at this Watkins Glen, the Speedway up in New York. Upper, upstate New York, which is nowhere near the original Woodstock Festival site, but whatever. They got the state right. No matter. Yeah. But then it just turns out he, he didn't apply for any of the permits for any of this stuff until way too late. And mm-hmm. then they came back and they denied the permits. And, and then he revised his audience total down to, well, it might be 100,000 people to show up. And then Watkins Glen just said, nope, you screwed up. Then they moved it down to Vernon, New York, which no one's ever heard of and has even less to do with mm-hmm. the original site. And then by that point, I think they were saying there might be 60,000 people show up. But they they had artists on board, big big acts. They said they had 80 acts actually booked. Now, Jeez. that means that they actually paid these acts already. So the right, money, right. I think it's been $12 million spent on just mm-hmm. to get the acts to agree to be there. And that was Jay-Z, mm-hmm. Miley Cyrus, The Killers, Santana, Dead & Company, John Fogarty, uh, Robert Plant, a bunch of other pretty big artists. Yeah, big names. Yeah. Um, and then they couldn't make it work at Vernon, so then when I caught up on it, they said they were moving it to Meriwether Post Pavilion right down the street from us. And then it was going to be 30,000 people. And then literally two days later, they came out and said, oh, well, we're just going to make it free. And <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't catch that one. That, that was yeah, the last was just gasp. A weird, that was the last wow. gasp. roller coaster. And then, you know, two days later, it was like, well, it's canceled. But by, by all accounts, I've read three or four articles on it, and it's just this guy, Michael Lang, just didn't know how to organize a festival in this day and age. 
there's so many more permits, yeah. so many more hurdles to jump through, and it's but it's just more difficult. Probably for good reasons. Things are more safe now. Things are you're going to be able to actually find a porta pot to go in. You know, uh, there's going to be less right. rape, hopefully. Right. <laughs> so the these are all like the last one. Right. I, I guess progress more or less. But he just was wasn't prepared for the amount of time and energy that that needed to be put in. Was that the impression? Because I read it. I read the article, and I was like. Man, this motherfucker just thought, I'm going to do this one more time. Yeah. And just didn't And everyone was telling him it. it was a bad <laughs> just idea. Get... Yeah, it was just, I just was, I kept reading it. And I was like, this is really just kind of a, a profile on somebody who tried to have one more gangbuster party and right. couldn't but pull it But what I wanted to ask you guys was, I mean, the lineup just seemed, it was just random. It was just random big name acts, right? So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I just have a narrow view of, of the general public. Well, but they had Fogarty. I know, but same people who <laughs> are going to be excited to go see John Fogarty or that John Fogarty is going to show up. Are they going to be also interested in seeing Miley Cyrus? Jay-Z, Jay Miley Cyrus, right, yeah. I mean, I'd like to um, see Jay-Z, um, but it just seemed like a, just a really random collection of... Yeah, yeah. Maybe that Maybe that's part of the reason why it didn't work. You know, it just, it seemed like to the, the scope wasn't narrow enough to sort of capture the right audience. Because, I mean, if you're going to go to a three-day festival, I mean, you're going to want to see at least two artists that you love. And it, I, I could see people looking at this lineup and kind of looking for the people that they love right. and, kind and of not finding more one than thing, one. Right? Because if you, only see, if you only see one person on a festival poster that you want to see, you're going to say to yourself, well, why would I pay all the extra money to see all these yeah. other people that I don't right. care about? I should just wait till they do their own right. tour. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, that's the way I see you it. Know, and then I, yeah, I think it is kind of like, yeah, it seems like the lack of cohesion in the lineup might be indicative of the kind of behind the scenes lack of organization that the guy was taking about the whole approach because yeah because the whole thing came down to permits they kept getting like booted I, out of like the, yes each place they tried to get to and but yeah yeah on the other side of that people said that you know the permits weren't right you know they they were expecting too much of the site all kinds of yes uh-huh. yeah yeah but i just just, just I, poorly organized i just i kept looking at that entertainers list and just saying like who would who exactly would get really excited to go see this even when it was a free it, concert like I was like, I mean, I don't, I don't want to go see Country Joe and the Fish. Like, what the hell is that? Is that? But I mean, is Oof. that? I actually was. I was curious about whether or not that was kind of like the current best practices in marketing a a festival is like you got to cast a wide net. Like I, that I, that didn't jump out at me as like a problem per se. I just thought that's. I mean, it definitely seemed random. Yeah, it seems. It, it's not. I mean, it seems random, but it really is kind of reflective of who's getting probably who they want to consume well i mean or just like who's you know who's selling tickets like Mm -hmm. uh, um or who's like getting streams or whatever whatever the metric that they were using i don't know maybe there's some kind of secret society where like all these bands are (laughs) best buddies and like they make sure that you know but i thought that was what la was well (laughs) i'm not supposed to tell you that (laughs) Uh, no, I'm telling you, man. Eldersburg is where it's happening. There's oh, a lot going next on. Big thing. We got a we have What's three scene? guitar players here now. It's it's incredible. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, anyway, oh, yeah? um, one guitar player who moved out of this area is a um, a good friend of mine, and uh, he's made his living out on the West Coast. Moved to San Diego. Uh, my good friend Tejan. I know you guys know him. Good old Tejan. Yeah. He started a band when he was out there with, honest to goodness, I think one of the most clever names I've ever heard. Wild Wild Wets, which just kind of makes <laughs> me smile just enough each time I see yeah. it. But um, 
they've released uh, two or three albums out there now. Um, he plays guitar and does a little bit of singing. They have another lead singer for this. They just released a new single. It's called The Fix. And the flip side to this is For Your Love, the cover of the Yardbird song, which is mm, pretty nice. awesome in and of itself. But um, yeah. for my song for the outro, uh, I wanted to, to give this a spin. It's called The Fix. Gentlemen, it's been a, uh, a fantastic discussion. I don't think we figured anything out, yeah, but thanks, uh, guys. we had a good time. Covered the hey issues. We didn't, yeah, we didn't resolve anything, but that's okay. Next week. <laughs> Stay next, that's yeah. right, next week. Yeah. We'll, we'll have it all figured out. All right, that's we'll, your teaser. We'll, <laughs> well, thank you, gentlemen, uh, and we will see you next week. Thank you, bud. Peace. check it out come back each week for new episodes check us out on facebook twitter and instagram at check it pod uh, send us love letters at mail at check it pod and for show recaps links to the songs and articles discussed on the show and lots of other time wastable stuff cyber surf on over to our site at www.checkitpod.com tell your friends about us and don't forget to call your mother Silence for my-